Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. We're so glad that you joined us. If you like financial topics from a Christian perspective, we'd love you to smash that subscribe button and maybe like this video and share it with, with others. It helps the channel and helps other people find content like this. So today we are going to be covering a part two on 12 life events that require financial advice and planning. Uh, we're going to do, just for those of you who maybe missed the other episode, you can either click that link in the description or you can go ahead and uh, we'll give you a quick little recap. So last week we covered the first six mm -hmm. of the 12 and uh, the verse we wanted to give you guys is again Proverbs 21 5 which is the plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage but everyone who is hasty comes surely to poverty. So Bob do you want to recap the six from part one last week? I sure do and this would be just to recap I really emphasize you go back and that you watch uh, part one. Watch part one or listen to it through the through the podcast because we get into detail what the reasons are behind each one of these. But this really has to do with life events and mm -hmm. life events require financial advice and financial planning. And they require it before these events occur. Uh, sometimes, though, you can't help it to, for it to be after, okay? Like one of the events we talked about last week was death in the family, okay? Sure. That's an event that that must require financial advice and planning. Another, The first one last week was retirement. Then we talked about divorce. Hopefully, you, you'll do that before divorce. You need to look at that. Uh, then another life event is a new marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be the first marriage or it, it could be, uh, you know, the death of a spouse and you're remarrying somebody mm -hmm. uh, new. Uh, disability or major illness and uh, the sixth one was a, a, a big one in my book is before any large purchases are done yep. Sean like right. um, an RV or a boat or an airplane or that that second or vacation some sort of property home. Yeah, yeah some sort of property exactly so today we're going to get into detail in part two again it, we went in a lot of detail in part one so I'd invite you to go back and listen or watch that so another life event that we see, so we're going to go 7 through 12, is you, you need to uh, do some financial advice, look for some good financial advice and planning. Always emphasize an experienced advisor if you're not going to use us. I've got so much experience, it's crazy. It's like 30-plus years. Um, is that all? Yeah, that's all. But I, I've seen so many of these. I've seen all of these life events uh, being a financial advisor during my years but that's before the sale of any sizable asset sean so um, number one for today or number seven in yeah. our full list you want to get good financial advice and planning before you sell any not, sizable not after asset. please yeah. you can come Afterwards to us after, <laughs> we'll, we'll try to help you best we can but for tax consequences you got to yeah. do this before yeah. and you got to do this even before if you're planning on selling a large mm -hmm. piece of real estate you need to do this before you even enter into a contract for that That's real right. estate That's right. because we may uh we may advise doing a charitable remainder trust as an yeah. example putting exactly. that that real estate in that and then selling it especially if it's a, a, a couple million dollar uh, you know piece of property yeah. but anything that's of a hundred thousand dollars plus 
you need to do to, to get with a financial advisor or planner and that's like land a, st a large stock position mm -hmm. is another thing uh, an investment property a business yeah uh, is it you know if i sold my business i my basis in this business is zero it's going to be all capital yep. gains yep. sean so um, I, so how do you handle that? Yeah, that's, how that's how do I handle that? And what can be done in advance to lower taxes? And so many things can yep. be done. But I, I so many times they call me and they say, hey, we've got $3 million. We've just sold the property. What can we do to lower the taxes? Well, there's not a not lot. Not much now. There's yeah. not a lot. Once yeah. the sales occurred. Yeah. So, so again, that is before the sale of any sizable asset. And we would just say as a general rule, anything about $100,000 or more, Yeah. make sure you get some advice and planning before you enter the contract or That's sell. right. That's All right, right, so the next one, a job change. Yeah, exactly. Now, this is one that I think occurs somewhat, oh, somewhat uh, frequently it, it, depending it does. On, the, on the job. Nowadays it does, mm -hmm. yeah. So how will you manage your old retirement plan? Or do you have... Uh, you know, if you have the experience to manage it yourself and a written investment strategy for managing it, you know, maybe you can manage it yourself. Never met one yet that had no, a written no, we investment strategy. But, unless it's a financial advisor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah what are you going to do with that old 401k? And, you know, that, that job pl uh, change could also mean a higher income. And, and yep. what, what's that, what's that going to look like? Exactly. Okay? Which, so, which takes us to our ninth one, which exactly. is another major life event. You get advancement in a job, and yeah. so now you're going to have higher income, which means you want to do a little bit of tax planning. So, right. And again, similar to uh, when you're selling that asset, this one is, I guess, technically after the job advancement or job change has occurred, but before you've already finished the year and you're about to file your taxes in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, that's not the time to do it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, so you if really you make that job change, uh -huh. talk to somebody about the financial planning and the advice and, and plan for, okay, well, what is my estimated annual income going to be compared to last year? How's that going to affect like my situation? And what can I do to reduce the overall tax tax burden. And I think also what's so important about an advancement in a job where maybe your income goes from 70000 to to 100000 You've mm -hmm. had a huge raise. You've gone up $30,000. Does that mean you should go out and spend all that money now? No. Exactly. First of all, congrats. But, yeah, but second but, of all, no, no don't yeah. spend all of that. We're not going to say, <laughs> you know, that not to raise your standard of living a little bit with that. I mean, maybe at that $30,000 raise, 10000 yeah. for that. But the taxes are going to take another five or six of that. Right. Um, and then let's look at saving the rest. And, and, and uh, yeah. as, you, as we said, because of that advancement, you may be able to completely max out your 401k. No, we are not doing that I'm, now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to give my brother a little bit of praise here for, oh. for, for an example. He's, okay. he's a doctor. He's a okay. primary, primary care uh, physician. Mm -hmm. And I know when he and his wife, when he was going through uh, med school, they were very frugal because uh, med school is expensive right. for one thing. Yep. Uh, he was even working at Best Buy for a little while because just for some extra income. Yeah. And what they did is as soon as he graduated, he was actually starting to get doctor money. They stayed on almost exactly the same budget for an, a, quite a few years because they were able to accelerate paying off his student loan debt. And so that was one of those things where, yeah, his income went up significantly, but instead of all of that just going to a higher, higher standard mm -hmm. of living, they said, you know what, let's save some of this money and let's use some of this money to, to pay off our debts. I'm uh, so, really smiling, Sean, because I don't. Uh, and he's hear a many, doctor. I don't, I'm just so I'm so proud of him. <laughs> I, well, you need to be proud of him because I don't hear this very much. Yeah. I hear, okay, our income went up 
and especially doctors, my, you know, I want to congratulate myself now because I've been in med school for 10 or 12 years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and now we're used to living on 50,000 a year. Now all of a sudden I'm making 250,000 mm -hmm. and they just go right up yep. there and the spend expenses all, go that, all the way up to up the to income. Yep. You know, so, so. I, I'm not saying to not congratulate yourself, but if it goes from 50 to 250 and you're one of these doctors, maybe go to a hundred, that's still so exactly or 150 <laughs> and, and save the rest. And, yeah. and like you say, or get, pay get, off some get, debt, get, you know, up, get a off, combination, get rid of so. that debt. Okay. So oh, here's an example. <laughs> yeah, that that's right. Um, all right. So uh, number 10, is a major life event that again you need to get with a financial advisor uh, or your, and do some planning. Mm -hmm. Is a new child or grandchild in the family? That's right. You know you got to look at things like insurance and estate planning. What's this child going to cost? Maybe a college yeah. plan that wants to be set up. I, I meet with so many of our uh, our younger, um, you know, around your age. They're they're getting the new children, the family, and um, the grandparents would like to maybe set aside, you know, start a college fund and you can contact the grandparents. And, and, and if they do yeah. say thank you and then make sure you get on that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's the 529 plan you can look at or or you could just set up a, a, a different, you know, account and label that count for yep. it. Kind and, of ear, earmark that as it doesn't right. have to be a 529 That's plan. That's right. But, you know, the one of the benefits of, of not doing the 529 plan, if you, if you open an account and you earmark it for one of your kids or for, for the grandkid, but if you earmark it for that, and let's say when that kid gets a little bit older, they decide to go kind of a non-standard path. Like maybe they're not going to go to a four-year school, but maybe they're going to study abroad. Maybe they're going to go into some something more vocational. Maybe they're going to go into the ministry. Yeah, maybe they're going to go into the ministry. Right. And so by not having that 529 plan, you then have the flexibility to help them with whatever that other path is. That the, you know, Like you said, That's right. ministry, if they're calling them in the ministry, well, great. Well, maybe you can help them with that church plant or whatever right. it is that they're wanting to do. So uh, there's some option there. But yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, as of as of recording today, my daughter is turning one. Uh, and no. so my uh, my wife and I- And that, been, by the way, y'all, that's my granddaughter. That's his granddaughter. Okay. <laughs> it's his favorite granddaughter, right? Exactly right. <laughs> it's the only one. Um, but yeah, we, we've been looking at the insurance and the estate planning and just realizing, all right, well, with her being one and my son is four and like we were updating our, our estate planning and making sure that the insurance is enough and making sure that should something happen to us, like how are we going to, how are we going to take care of the kids and that, who's first in line? That's a life yeah. event. See, but this those is are all those event. things. Yeah. All right. Now so. this, these next two are major life events as well, mm -hmm. but this next one is a big uh, life event and we see a lot. We see all these a lot, you know. I keep saying a lot, but we do. Yeah. But but this next one is uh, a large inheritance or sudden wealth, and I yeah. call it. You got to be careful with that that sudden wealth syndrome. Yep. And this occurred a lot with where we're located because we're just an hour away from what's called the Eagle Ford Shell, which yep. is oil, big oil, a lot it's of oil, one of the largest gas. in the world, and. And I saw this in a big, big way about 10 years ago that all of a sudden we talk about sudden wealth. It's this Ooh. farmer out here has nothing and they're getting a $2 million check. They need to immediately I mean, Bob's, how see. Many, Bob, how many times did you tell me that you would see farmers and ranchers that are making, you know, thirty to $50,000 a year and all of a sudden they're making a hundred to $200,000 a month? Oh, it, 
I many mean, times, many times like that, but it doesn't last either. Because it does that, that oil is real strong at first and then it starts it to slow down, down and, and, and they end up going and buying second homes on the coast. They all want to buy the big boat, the big Ford F-350 King Ranch edition that cost about 80000 for the truck. <laughs> and they're not thinking about the future. They're just thinking, OK, I've I've not had this. I want this right now. Yeah. And it's amazing how many of we went through and looked at and they went through that wealth very quickly and now they have nothing to show for it they bought depreciating assets yeah but then we have some that the, the old 80 20 rule 20 percent said well i'm going to be wise with this i'm not going to get crazy and yeah. now they've got huge amounts of sums five and six million dollars sitting yeah. in their in their uh, accounts in their retirement accounts and we did a lot of tax planning there too and a large inheritance you know and be careful about passing too much wealth down to your children, too, that where they can just spend it all right then, maybe look at some trust planning. So yeah. all this requires good financial advice and planning. And then this takes us down to our last one of the day, which is not very often. I don't see this much at yeah, all. a little okay. less common. But it's before you're, you're thinking about starting or buying a new business. I do see this every once mm -hmm. in a while. <clears throat> and where are the funds going to come from? Do you have the ability to lose all those funds? Yeah. Okay, because Which is important. we know business in the first couple of years, about 85 to 90% of businesses fail. That's right. Okay, so what type of business it is, and we need to plug all that into your financial plan. Again, like we were saying last week, the one that we made about five or six weeks ago that was called uh, Integrative Financial Planning. That's right. That's we can right. put all that information into our Integrative Financial Planning, and it needs to be looked at. So there you go. There, there is 12 major life events that require financial planning. And I, I, Sean, I can virtually guarantee you a lot of people have never thought about that. They just like, well, well you know what I can guarantee I you, Bob? That. Okay, what can you? Is that people watching or listening have probably experienced at least one of these. Yeah. In, in their lifetime. Yeah. And the longer you live, the more likely you're gonna, it is. You're going to experience, or I'll probably experience three or four of them uh -huh. over, over my lifetime that definitely was in need of, of good financial advice and planning. We are here. Sean and I are here, and we are in our staff. We've got a wonderful staff here to serve you, great advisors. Um, I'm still advising myself. I love doing this. And uh, if you have any of these life events that we've talked about, over the last this week and last week uh give us a call and uh or uh, text us you can text right. us and say i'd like to speak with bob or sean or you can make an appointment right from our website so our phone number is 830-609-6986 and you can text or call that you can text that 24 7. We'll get back to you the next day. We'll get day. back to you during business hours. Yeah, during business hours. <laughs> or go to our website check us out at christianfinancialadvisors.com any last thoughts you want to share sean no, I, I think it's, I think we kind of covered everything. Yeah, I think but, we have. But like you said, we've got a team here. Bob and I aren't, aren't just pretty faces, you know, we're, yeah. <laughs> on there's the others show. behind us. We right? got other people here too. Right. Uh, we got lots of advisors and, you know, we're, we're here to serve. So con contact us and we, we'd be happy to help you if you happen to be going through or are about to go through one of these life events. That's all for today. So, God bless. And thanks again for joining us. That's all for now. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, or Stitcher. 
To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ciswealth.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA, CIS Wealth Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional.